Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Well, hello everyone. Good morning. It's lovely to have you with us this morning. And a huge thanks to the Eco Group and all those who've been involved in planning this morning. Now, the first thing I need this morning is some help from some people who can build things using this kind of thing. Okay, yes, we've got some people over there right now. What I need you to do, okay, so this is the thing. We're we're online. Hello, everyone online. Wonderful to see you. We don't want to leave any hostages to fortune to any of you in 20 years are going to have an engineering interview and someone's going to look you up on YouTube to see whether you can build anything at all. So you're going to build over here, out of sight. Okay, so if you'd like to, come and zoom over here. No one will see you. I'd like you to go over to this. this that's it. Well done, boys. That's it. Well done. Um, and I'd, I'd like you to come and build a tower for me as quickly as possible. Okay, now the priority here is speed rather than anything else. Aesthetics needs to be left aside. Okay, so in a moment, you shall find out the meaning of all that's going on over here. But we're thinking this morning about how God wants us to care for our natural environment. So far this morning, we've heard two really big verses for us as Christians. Genesis 1, 26 Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Rule. The world is given to us to rule. But then secondly, we had Genesis 2, 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. So alongside rule, we have this idea of care. Rule and care. Now put that together, and we might say Genesis describes us as stewards. Now let's have have a look over here. How are we doing? How's it looking? Right, okay, everyone step away. We don't have to use all all the bricks. Let's have a look. Right, step, step, step away. Step away. Very good. Well done. Okay, now... Uh, Sheridan, can I get you to just place this wonderful structure onto, uh, well done, let's give the architects a round of applause, fantastic, (laughs) this this is the hope of tomorrow, Uh, (laughs) thank you guys so much, you may go and sit down, brilliant, good job, so Genesis describes us as stewards, now what is a steward? Well, a steward is someone who doesn't own something, but is responsible for looking after it. If you're of that kind of age, think Percy the park keeper. Percy has to look after the park. He doesn't own the park. He looks after the park. But to really get to the bottom of this stewardship, 
our wonderful assistants have given us a, 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 a great illustration here. So I'm going to steward this, but I'm going to steward it in two different ways. First of all, behold the good steward. Going to put that there. I'm just going to just gently dust that there. Oh, look, that's a little bit dirty there. Just make sure I very carefully move it around and care for it so it doesn't um, get damaged. That was the good steward. The bad steward. Sorry, sorry. Just it's old. Oh. Sorry, just one moment. I did promise I wasn't going to get out of picture, but uh, the bad steward is not so good at getting anything organized. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I just... Oh, no. It's just all going everywhere. Okay. What kind of steward are we to be of our world? Should we be like the first steward or the second steward? What do you think? The first. Super. The illustration worked. Now, we have a chance to do that with our own world, to look after our own world. What is it going to take to look after it well? Well, we're going to think about that very practically right now. Uh, behind me, on the screen, on a, on a rolling uh, rotation, we've got some ideas put together by the Eco Group of how we can reduce our carbon footprint or uh, the pollution we produce every day. Okay, and I'm going to very quickly zoom through some of these, so listen out nice, uh, uh, nice and well, because in a moment, I'd like you to think about which of these you might do. So, number one, possibility of flying less. Lots of greenhouse gases from flying. Drive electric. If you're about to change car, perhaps go hybrid or electric. Insulate your home. Keeps you warmer, less fossil fuels. Wear clothes that last rather than throwing them away. Tell your politicians, you can get in touch with an MP uh, to tell them what you think is important about the climate. Walk and cycle more. Uh, easy win, gets you fitter as well. Cut food waste, we've mentioned already. You can green your money. Think about how you might have more ethical investments. You can repair and reuse things. Try to mend them before throwing them away. You could dial down your heating just a few degrees and put on a jumper and save some power. You could speak up at work you could talk to friends about what you're doing. You could eat more plants uh, because it takes less energy to produce uh, plants than meat or dairy products. You could eat seasonally, that is, eating the stuff that is produced at that time rather than stuff that needs to be imported from overseas. You could switch your energy or you could get some solar. If you're really in for it, it's quite a big step, but if you can afford it, get some solar panels. Now, I've zoomed through 16 steps there, but... Every journey only starts with one step. Uh, so it doesn't matter what you want to do, you could commit to even the smallest step today. Now, on the chairs or on the pews where you are, you will all find a, a little footstep. If you're at home, uh, you could just use a piece of paper for this, or um, if, you're, if you're really focused, you can cut out your own little footstep or draw your own little footstep on a piece of paper and use that. Now, this is what I'd like you to do. We're going to talk about uh, our... Next steps. And this is something to do 
perhaps with the people who are around you or in your family or if you're just keeping your social distance, that's absolutely fine. You have something to think about for yourself. So what I'd like you to do in the next couple of minutes, first of all, is share your experience of anything that you have done so far. So anything that you've seen up there or perhaps other ways in which you've kept your uh, carbon footprint low, things that you have done, speak to one another as a family or the people around you about what you have done and how that has gone. Okay, you've got 30 seconds or so to do that. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. So the next thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to have a think about, is there anything that you can see in those 16 steps or that you've heard uh, or, or something that, that really that you, you've thought about before that you would like to commit to doing today? Okay, and what I'd like you to do as you discuss it is if there's something that you would like to do differently, um, to write it down on your little footstep. Okay, so the ideas are still rolling on there. You've heard them from me. It may be that you have other ideas. I'd like you to write down one particular step that you, or two if you're very ambitious or even more, Okay, now that's a conversation you can take with you, you can chat in the car, you know, uh, um, you can chat afterwards with the people uh, that you meet after church, say, what did you say, you know, what, what do you think? Um, and, and do take not only those footsteps with you, but the resolve which you made today. So taking those footsteps, we're going to just spend a little bit of time in prayer now, and we're going to ask the Lord uh, to help us make some of those resolutions a reality. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful world that you have created. Thank you for all the joy and the goodness that we derive from it. Thank you for prompting us to think further today about how we look after it. We commit ourselves here to do something now to help the environment to do our role of stewarding. Please give us bravery, confidence, and determination, and help us not to forget our commitments, but to keep going and try every day to take these steps forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, finally, I want to close with a little bit of hope. A few weeks ago, I was at a dinner party, and I was speaking to a young mother and... Um, she began to tell me how she was feeling about the environment. And pretty soon, it got quite deep. She said she was deeply burdened with guilt. She said she just had her first child, this little daughter, and she desperately wanted this child, but she was worried that she had done the wrong thing. She was worried that having a child was self-indulgent, and this was why. She, she felt this very deeply. She says, I've brought a new life into a world that's on fire. Did I do the wrong thing? I wonder whether when you hear about your, the worries about our, our environment, you find yourself similarly anxious. Perhaps, indeed, you look forward and, and you, you can't see a way forward at all. Well, it's understandable, isn't it? Because as we've been thinking about the environment, we all understand basically the way things change is by loads and loads of people doing little things. 
And you and I cannot affect the behavior of loads and loads and loads of people. So if it's just our situation and just our agency, we would rightly feel helpless. But as Christians, we believe that the world is ultimately not just in our hands, but actually in Christ's hands. Colossians 1 says, He, Christ, is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Those verses have been going around my mind as we've been preparing for this season of creation. You may have noticed, uh, you may remember that Stu and I wrote a song for this, uh, for, the, for this month. And the reason that we, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to write that song is to express both the call to care for creation, but also the hope that we have in Christ. The song is called, Jesus Holds It All Together. Because that's what we believe, not only in the past, but also in the future. That wherever things go, Jesus holds it all together. The last verse of that song goes like this. And when God's kingdom fully comes, he will reconcile all things to him. Heaven and earth will be made new. And by his cross, we will be redeemed. We depend on the promise of Jesus, Christ the Lord, the hope of the world. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the hope of the world. Not just our hope individually, but the hope of the whole world. And one day, see if this works, he's going to put it all back together again in a new heavens and a new earth. So we can always rely, even in the midst of the need to struggle and to work on the promise of Jesus. So let's finally bring our concerns and our anxieties to him in prayer. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for teaching us this morning, as you always do. We thank you that you are the hope of the world. We thank you that in you all things hold together. And we pray that you would draw us to you in confidence and hope that you are the one who secures the future of the world that you love. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.